Welcome back to another episode of Culinary Insight. I'm your host, Chef Tate Roussel. This is where the heart of the kitchen begins. I am the chef, the director of uh, culinary, and the instructor here at Clear Springs High School and also for Clear Creek Independent School District. With me today, very privileged guest, Mr. Jay Cunningham. He is a District 5 school board trustee. He has been a member of volunteering with the community for at least 17 years, served in numerous positions, and near enough, I don't know if he remembers, I coached his son in baseball. Oh. Your freshman freshman year. year. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jay, do you have uh, any type of social media people can follow you on? Yeah. Um, I have a Facebook board page. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a uh, couple parents follow me on Twitter okay. um, as well. And then, you know, you'll find me out and about in the community. I tell people when you see me, please feel free to come up, ask me questions, do whatever. That's, that's why I'm there. So okay. not only there to support the kids, but if you have a question in regards to the district, school, you know, um, bus route, anything, you know, let me know because nine times out of 10, I think I know somebody that can hopefully uh, take care of that issue, help you out, point you in the right direction, you know, get your, get your uh, questions. Because I got some questions uh, from my students they wanted me to ask. This is just, I will tell you, it's such an honor and a privilege on my side to uh, be able to speak to you. And uh, I look at the way your leadership style is, how are you running um, the board in the direction of school going, school district, excuse me. And it's, it's very awe-inspiring. Well, I appreciate that. It's it, you know, I will I'll tell anybody since the pandemic it, it's been tough. Um a lot of us board members were, you know, school people, so being able to come in and, you know, look at events or or, you know, patronize um the activities that the kids are doing, it it was probably harder on us than it was, you know, for parents, booster clubs, you know, volunteers because like I said, that's that's what we do this for. Um so I appreciate that. It's, it's been tough. And, you know, social media adds an element of you know, people think that they, you know, can, can freely say whatever that they may not say to you in a civil conversation face to face. But I realize at the end of the day, we're dealing with, you know, probably the most valuable thing that a parent has, and that's their kids. So... I understand the passion and I kind of look past, you know, maybe some of the ugliness um, and try to listen for what what the issue really is and just deal with that. I'm glad you brought up some points uh, we're going to talk about pandemic, about some of passion, some other people show uh, maybe not in the most positive light, but it's still passionate. Nevertheless, let me first let's talk about and can you kind of give us insight how has the board changed pre-pandemic and post-pandemic? Everything, everything kind of remained the same. Um, the only difference was, you know, the the online component. I think um, when our meetings, like I said, we're all, you know, kind of in-person school people. A lot of us, you know, have come up through the district, whether it was volunteering, you know, PTA, elementary level, um, you know, booster clubs, coaching outside, you know, for some of our club teams, things of that nature. Um, So I think the biggest change was not being able to meet in that in-person, you know, feeling. Um, 
you know, when you're dealing with even online, it's hard to get a vibe from, you know, people that you're dealing with. Facial expressions, you know, a lot of times you'll you'll catch that. Um, as you see, although we're podcasts, I'm pretty expressive. So I like to use my hands and things of that nature when I talk. Um, I'll inflect, you know, I may wink at you or something like that if I'm trying to emphasize a point. And you miss those, and that's the art of communicating. That's part of communication. So um, that, to me, that was the biggest thing that changed, you know, is is everything moving online. Also, um, eventually when we did start our meetings back in person, we met, you know, at the stadium as opposed to our boardroom. Um, and that was different. Uh, because, you know, here for the first five years I've been on the board, you know, and I've been on the board since 2015, but that was the first time, you know, meeting like in a different place. So it was kind of surreal, I guess, you know, so everything about the experience, you know, I'm, I know for the parents, for the, for the students, everything was surreal. Um, and it was for us as well. Yeah, I completely agree because we, as a teacher, I go off of that those facial expressions, and it's those interpersonal communication. One is having the face mask made it really difficult because I go off of the eyes and the face and the smile, and when you're having that covered up, it's hard to get that. Yeah, I don't to know, get that feedback. Do I right. get it? For, yeah. So yeah, I completely understand that. And trying to teach culinary online, right? Well, there's certain things yeah. like like I said, any any I I feel for a lot of the uh, CTE. Because, you know, you, you can't do welding online. You can't, you know, when I think of Clear Creek, for example, the Hunch program, you can't, you know, program a CNC machine online. You know, those are skills require intimate contact because you're working closely with people. And then, you know, just being together as a group, right? So, yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough. Um and I would say that that extends to the board in that, you know, we were used to a lot of those committees, all that stuff. Just think of all that stuff being, you know, online or, you know, you're you're separated, you know, from each other. You're you're in a room, but, you know, a room that's used to holding a hundred people and there's only five of you and you're separated because you're in a committee. You know, so on the board, we have various committees, whether it's policy, finance, you know, um, legislative, et cetera. And, you know, you're you're kind of in a sterile environment. So it, it was weird for us, as I know it was weird for our students, you know, and having students myself, I can I can empathize. So Yeah, it's it was very and it took a lot of being creative. And I'm sure sitting there in a big room, it was hard to just the energy from, from someone over a computer. You can't get the energy. So I, I definitely I'm, I understand and I agree with uh, what you were talking about, how it's changed. Right. Yeah. And I and I tell people in, in my regular job that I get paid at. <laughs> it's in sales. So you had customers that didn't want you to come by. A lot of things were online as well. Um, working for a Honeywell, a Fortune, I don't even say 500 company, a Fortune 50 company, right? Irregardless of how 
it was, let's say, in Texas, like I would tell my boss sometimes, oh, Texas is wide open. Well, the company still has a no travel policy. So you still have to stay at home. And it's like, well, competition doesn't have those barriers. Like they're still, they're out there, you know, making sales calls and things like that. And it's like, yeah, but what we do for one, we have to do for all. You know, that's a, that's a pretty important point that I'd like to say now, decisions that we make on the board, you know, that's how we think, you know, we're, we're, you know, trying to make decisions for all students, not just a certain subset of students or just one group of students. We have to look at how these decisions are going to affect, you know, the collective student body. And not just right now, also in... Also 10, you know, 15 years down the road, right? Because we do have those long-range plans. Um, I tell people we have a long-range, you know, facilities, long-range finance, you know, things of that nature that we project what's going to happen, you know, down the road or, or what could be some potential speed bumps, you know, um, as legislation comes out, you know, um, different regulations, different, you know, uh, rules, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, you know, those, those are just kind of a, a snapshot of some of the things that, you know, we deal with on a day in day out basis. So, I'm glad you brought up some of those points because one of the focus of this whole podcast is what I've got feedback from my students and just student body as general is they feel also they don't have a voice. They're not heard and they want to be heard, but they just maybe not know how to reach out. And so I wanted to kind of be a medium between them and community, but also to show them just because we're learning culinary or Econ. It doesn't matter what the subject is. I'm trying to teach you intangible life skills. Organization is one of the ones that we focus big on. My life is all about organized that you mentioned you have, you have to learn those skills to be a successful adult, interpersonal communication, organizing, uh, being motivated and staying focused. Since you reminded me that uh, you coach my son, when you look at team, right? Everything we do, it's not in a microcosm. High school, you know, the the students probably feel their own individuality, things of that nature. But, you know, 10 years from now, when you're working in an office or you're working on a part of a sales team or you're working, you know, whether it's um, in a restaurant, etc., you're dealing with the server, you're dealing with maitre d', you're dealing with um, kitchen manager, you're dealing with, you know, a whole host of people. You all have to be on the same page, may not necessarily hang out after work, but while you're at work, you're part of that work family. Um, so you're going to have to learn how to get along um, with each other. But that extends into what, you know, you're doing today. Um, when you're on that sports team or whether you're in the band, whatever activity you're doing, you're interacting with each other. That's why I, I encourage young folks, get, get off the, get off the device, uh, interact because that's becoming a lost art. Um, but it's an art that will set you up later on in life. If you can communicate with people, um, People will gravitate to you. Uh, you will excel in whatever field, you know, that you um, 
that you decide to venture into, and I'll use this as a prime example. Um, my oldest son, who graduated in 2020, May of 2020, he's gone on into the engineering field. And as we took college visits, uh, and you used to think of engineers as people that could design things and, and come up with things and, and not necessarily the most talkative folks, you know, but now it's not an engineer has to still be able to do all those things, design, come up with solutions, you know, et cetera. But now their employer wants them to be able to explain how they figured out an issue, a problem, why they designed it that way, et cetera. So most everybody that gave us tours, you know, of their engineering departments and things like that, these people could could have been, you know, uh, debaters. They could have been in any play, anything like that, because they communicated very well. And they were able to explain the various aspects, you know, as you went to LSU, like their programs, campus life, you know, et cetera. Um, UT Arlington, you know, University of Missouri, that's what they all had in common were the people that were leading the tours. You know, they they made you feel like, holy cow, like, this is awesome school. I, I told my son a couple of times, man, I want to go back to school. Like I, school wasn't like this when I was coming through school, you know, just all the student activities and things like that that you could do or be exposed to. So I say all that to say that, yeah, it's it's vital um, the skills that you're learning now, how to work as a team, how to interact with each other, um, how to get along, um, conflict resolution, things of that nature. These are all lifelong skills that once you graduate from Springs and, and go on to hopefully go to college or, or work or, you know, um, whatever you decide to do, you're going to have to do whether you like it or not. And that brings me into a, a wonderful point that I have a whole thing here in my program. I don't allow phones. I don't allow earbuds, uh, smartwatches. None of that is one. It's because they're expensive. They can damage with food. It's also a distraction. And so when students first come in, I tell them this, they're all aghast. Then as the year and they start with me multiple years unfold they are detached and they look forward to this time where they're forced to communicate right and i put them with their groups constantly changing right just because you need to be able to solve problems together and this is your family so it's i'm glad you brought about communication and about distracting yourself away from so easy to pull up right to media but let's let's talk to each other we might have differences and that's okay. That's that's great. Let's talk about what they are, and then let's maybe see what we're similar in. Exactly. What common ground that we have. Um, you know, it's it's funny because I, I tell my kids this all the time. Oh, you wouldn't have made it back in my day when I was growing up. That's because we had to use our imagination, right? Um, literally, mom or dad would say, okay, if you're hanging around the house, like I'm going to give you chores— or you can go outside, run around, play. 
And we didn't worry about a 100-degree day heat. We didn't worry about that. We were either during the day, it was swimming, and then, you know, at in the afternoon, you hop on your bikes, you go down the bayou, you skip rocks, you try to catch frogs, you do whatever. But we used our imagination. Like the next person, I like to play video games, Call of Duty, any racing games, anything like that, you know, big kid at heart. But I tell people that's when a release or, you know, have nothing else to do, which is very rare, you know. Um, but the rest of the time, it's using my imagination. It's, it's you know, uh, problem solving. It's, it's things like that, you know. And I think the kids today, you know, they have those distractions readily available, but I challenge them, like, do that stuff when you have time, but during the day, like, I, you know, do that. Go, go, if you're a football player, go to a play. If you're, you know, um, in the engineering department building a plane, I don't know, like, go to a debate. You know, support your fellow students and see what aspects they're involved with, right? Um, and, you know, that's, that's kind of what I tell uh, the seniors when they graduate. Like, hey, when you go to school, go away to school, go to a football game, go to if somebody's speaking on campus, you know, and it's some national figure, like go hear them speak, you know, go to a concert if you've never been to a concert. Um, where I went to school, I had the, uh, I, I had the privilege of watching Allen Iverson play basketball in high school. And so I tell people, like, you know, us from the dorm, we would get together, pile in a car, and on a Friday night, go down and watch Allen Iverson. And here's a guy that wound up going on to Georgetown University and then playing in the NBA, you know. But I've seen him play in high school. And so uh, Mike Tomlin, you know, he was two years behind me at William & Mary, but we saw him play at Denby High School, you know, in Newport News, Virginia, you know. So... I tell people, like, these are experiences that you have, and I can talk about those, you know, because I've experienced it, right? Like, the average person, you know, I'm like, I, I tell people, make the most of it. If you're going to be there, you might as well make the most of it and get involved and do things and, you know, like, put yourself out there. Immerse yourself. In Immerse the yourself in the community, and the community is going to, you know, immerse themselves in you. So many things that you say resonate so deeply with me and the way my philosophy is, is that we have here students from all walks of life in culinary or in CTE that you would normally not see friendship uh, bond. Uh, somebody in a band, somebody's in a theater, somebody plays sports. So they normally wouldn't mesh, but now they're here together and they're all working for a common goal. They become lifelong friends. And they see each other's talents and they, it's such a wonderful thing that they develop their own family. Right. And it's, uh, then we focus on, let's pick people up. 
let's not put them down because you never know how much somebody needs to hear, hey, I love you. I, I tell anybody, you don't understand, and you could probably see my goosebumps, like, I enjoy being here. You know, I'm sure a lot of people that don't know me, when they see me, they're like, oh, I've seen that guy. I didn't know who he was, you know, but he was at a volleyball game or he was at a basketball game or I saw him at a football game or he walked through during a choir performance, you know. None of my kids do any of that. But I tell people, being on the board, I truly feel like all of these kids are my kids. I want to see them do well. I want to see them go on, you know, represent the district, represent their school. Of course, I'm partial to Springs, but I support all of our high schools. That's rare. You know, I, I tell people that's how I genuinely feel about our community and about our kids that are in our community. I want to see them all succeed. I want to see them all go on and do well and, you know, excel at whatever they do or have the opportunity. To. So thank you for having me. I will say this, everybody that has visited the Bistro, whether it's the Education Foundation, whether it's uh, Chamber of Commerce, I think League City Chamber of Commerce has been here before over the years, PTAs. You know, Council of PTAs, I know, has had a couple of meetings here. How do I know that? Because I've been involved in those. I walk away from those proud because a lot of people don't know that in the community what our kids are doing. So they don't know that, you know, there's a full kitchen at Springs in the kids prepare, serve, and clean up, you know, the food as if they were in a restaurant. They do not know that, you know, we have a full automotive department. They do not know that we have a full production facility where whenever there's a storm, news outlets are asking if they can use our production facility because it is a mirror of what they have back at their home studios. I think a lot of people don't know that we build airplanes here and fly them. So I, I happened to walk one of our, and it's uh, Brian Schneider, when I walked him through, and he's a big supporter of, of our fine arts department. And he was actually dropping off a very nice donation to our fine arts department. I think it was a, a couple thousand dollars, you know, a nice little check. Knowing that, you know, he's in the Air Force and that he's a reservist over at Ellington Air Force Base, I said, oh, I said, well, if you have we probably spent an hour and he was amazed that we make planes. I told him of a couple graduates that have gone on to the Air Force, other academies, and he was just floored. And I talked to him periodically and he's like, oh man, I, I want to figure out how to get more people by so they can see like what our kids are doing because this is amazing. He goes, you know, we had like maybe shop class and automotive class and that was it. But he goes, you had told me that we have 17, 18-year-old kids building planes. I would have called you a liar until I saw it for myself. And I said, yeah. I said, these kids are exposed to things that you and I could only dream of. I try to do the same thing with STEM. Let them, hey, and we try to collaborate as much. They do 3D printed for us some of our logos. They even did a sausage horn. Ours broke. So we work a bunch of things together just to collaborate so they, everybody can see. So we're doing a podcast. Now my students are not just culinary. They're learning visual and audio media, food photography, and how to edit that. Just so many things that you can't 
put your finger on that you learned. Now you feel confident. Yes, and I'm glad. And did you know I uh, mentioned William and Mary? I was going to go to William. Went to high school in Springfield, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. And then my senior year, my my dad was in the military. We moved to Chesapeake. Okay. Yeah. And so right I went, down the road. So I was looking at William and Mary to go to school. I had some friends there. One of them played football there. I went to VMI and then I. Okay. Virginia military. Yeah. Quickly yeah. that. No, this is not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not for me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, if we, William and Mary, and you mentioned Allen Iverson, uh, Hampton Roads, right? Yeah. Hampton Roads. Yeah. Yep. Hampton Roads High School. Yep. So I wanted to ask you, and you mentioned it, but I just want to, students have always asked me, why do individuals serve on the board? Like, is it a salary? Do they get a stipend? And I tried to explain, no, for you, it's the love of you. You heard me, you heard me say that earlier that uh, my regular job that I get paid at, you know, I I work for Honeywell, but uh, it was, for me, it was a natural progression, I guess. Um, I had been involved volunteering at elementary school when, you know, my oldest was involved in kindergarten. I tell people a funny story. I got roped into uh, going to the first movie night. I want to say it was like Finding Nemo or something like that. I saw the ladies kind of putting the tables up and stuff like that. And dads were kind of hanging back, you know, talking with each other and not being raised like that. I wasn't military, but my dad was. So, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to help out. So I told my wife, I was like, you, you know, get junior back home. And at the time, my junior now in at Springs, he was a toddler. So I said, you know, it's Jordan's bedtime, like take the boys back home. I'll just walk, you know, because I would, we were only a couple blocks away from Hall Elementary. Of course, the ladies wrote me in the PTA, started, you know, joining their meetings, started help set up and, you know, uh, break down. Being a big kid at heart, if a lot of people know me, they know I'm a big kid at heart. So I like joking with the kids and I like making the kids interact. And that could be asking them questions, asking them, hey, what are you doing? Where are you going? You know, what activities are you involved in? A lot of times I'll say, hey, uh, you had class with my son, you know, or something like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, why is this old man talking to me? But it's to get them to interact and, you know, hopefully have a positive experience. So that's basically how I got involved. And then from there. Um, PTA president where I got exposed actually to Dr. Smith at the time. I encourage everyone to give back to your community. To me, that's important. I grew up in the era where the community helped raise you. And what I mean by that is, uh, and you heard me say this earlier, using our imagination, we were always outside. We were outside kids. We weren't inside kids. If you cut up at someone's house, their parent may swat you and spank you. And then they're calling home on the 30 or 40 foot extension, you know, cord uh, because there was no, you know, uh, cell phones. There was no, you know, like... uh, portable phones that were wireless everything had the wire to the to the wall and it's still yeah all kinked up but it could spread all throughout the house so so they would call home and your parents would be waiting on you when you walk past miss johnson's house widow johnson she'd be outside guarded what are you crying for oh i was cutting up she may swatch it so i say all that to say it takes a community to help raise like we all are invested and you heard me say that before i'm invested in all of our kids i want to see all of our kids excel you know i i will say not everybody's built that way everybody thinks that they could be a board member or a trustee 
But you heard me say that before, we have to think of decisions that are for everybody, not just for, you know, a subset or, or a certain student or, you know, your, your students that excel and your students that don't excel, we aren't going to worry about them. You know, we, we think about all the students, you know, in our district. Like I said before, it, it takes a village to help raise, you know, our, our kids. And I encourage, you know, everybody listening to this podcast, especially our students, get involved, um, give back. This is the investment that we're putting into you. And so you kind of, as, as they say in that movie a couple of years ago, pay it forward, yeah. right? You, somebody does something nice to you, well, you do nice, you do something nice for someone else. So I always think back of all the people who helped make me the person that I am today. They didn't have to, but they did. And so I want to hopefully provide those opportunities and open some door, you know, for folks to be able to do that. And in turn, just pay it forward, you know. So, no, we do we do not get paid. Um, you know, I, I tell people, you know, I keep myself busy because I like to be out and about in the community. I like to see what's going on. So when somebody tells me something, I know you know, like how it operates. Like nobody can tell me how the elementary library works. I know how it works. How? Because I volunteer. Like I, I'll, I'll go to, you know, like uh, when my kids were going through school, I used to go up to school and read stories to the kids, you know, or, you know, visit classrooms, things of that nature as a volunteer. So when parents come to me and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, my kid's in second grade and there's a book in there and you know it's it's a book on reproduction or anatomy and i'm like well you know first of all there's going to be two checks and balances so your kid's not even going to be able to get to that book because first of all the teacher's going to take them to their section of the library then the librarian's going to know what reading level those kids are at right so that's a fifth maybe even a sixth grade book for advanced readers. Your student's not even in chapter books. That's a chapter book. So they aren't going to that section. So, you know, I'm able to articulate that and know how it really operates, right? You know, being informed and having the information in my position, that's invaluable. You know, the, the more I know, the more valuable I am. The more I know, it helps me make decisions. So that's you know, those are some of the intangibles and some of the things that you do. I, I guess for me, and I can speak for majority of my board members, my fellow board members, they feel the same way I do. They're invested in our district. They're invested in our, our kids. We enjoy it. We like it. You know, we like to see the different things that our students are doing because, and I'll use this as a prime example, we just had um, TASA TASBE, which is our annual convention. And so as you collaborate with fellow board members across the state of Texas, everybody knows Clear Creek Independent School District. That's the one we had, we were catered at. We did the star cake, I believe that was last May. And so I tell people like those are being able to share some of the things with our colleagues across the state, what we're doing and then collaborate with them and find out, you know, because there's certain things that they're doing that maybe we want to implement. It's it's awesome. And, you know, to hear them say, 
man, you got people that build planes. You got, you have students that are, you know, building lockers for the International Space Station. You know, the Hunch program over at Clear Creek. You know, wow, that's just amazing. All right. Well, thank you. You've uh, listened to myself and Jay Cunningham speak. And hopefully you uh, enjoyed it as much as we have because I'm going to listen to it again. Stay tuned. For the next episode, please uh, give us a follow on Run My Instagram account. And so I think it's Bistro Urbano, CCISD, and the other one's Culinary Insight. Thank you very much.